It's not cuffing season anymore. It's, it's spooky, spooky season. season. I'm trying to get out of the depths of Hinge, but the hard part about that is that you actually have to go on it. I get such bad dating anxiety. If you were straight, you would not be my type. That was a little secretive of you. Well, I guess I gotta get back on the saddle and see how this goes. Live from New York City and wherever the and fuck Adam Annapolis, is. Maryland. Wherever the heck Adam is. Adam, are those the Greek letters behind you? Are you I'm in the presence of a sorority? <laughs> oh, I thought that was a tri-sigma. monogram. <laughs> no, Adam has tri sigma letters behind him. Okay, but that's because so I'm in my old bedroom that my sister Grace took over after I retreated to University of Maryland and then moved to New York. Grace decided to take over my bedroom and so here are the tri sigma letters so i'm an honorary member of tri sigma Aww. because obviously now she goes to maryland so she is, i remember cool. when i wanted to plaster my sorority letters everywhere yeah that's like, the vibe. everyone needs to know it was and not too long ago yeah but then i remember when i had to sell my beloved car the letters would not come off the back of the car and Only the my dad had to scrape them off it was just zta was never going away from the back of my jeep as we discussed, Adam, are you having a glass of wine? Wait, that was a little secretive of you. Colby and I have our glasses of water, and Adam's sipping Cabernet. Is that Cabernet? Did I guess it's right? It's a cab. You know, Ooh. I only I'm like a new wine drinker. You know this, so I'm kind of just easing myself into a little. I love wine. And a little new wines, and I like a cab. Oh yeah. And we had some pizza, so I Lethal. feel like it was just kind of necessary mm-hmm. to add on to the pizza. What a wholesome home moment you're having. Oh, and once we finish so the pot, we're carving pumpkins. You're freaking kidding me. No, I picked them up today with my dad and my cousin, and they're beautiful. I picked out the most pristine pumpkin. What are you going to carve on it? I want you to take a guess because I already decided. Is it a, his name? Is it uh, a martini? No, I'm carving a Cartier love bracelet into it. A Cartier love bracelet into yeah. your pumpkin? Wait, Adam, that literally is... How are you going to do that? Okay, so I've been thinking about it all day. And it's going to look like, like a, a bracelet. It's going to look like a, look like a condom or something. <laughs> no, guys, it's going to be really cute. <laughs> it's just going to be a circle. Did you just hear me stutter? I'm envisioning the entire I'm envisioning the entire circle that you cut out falling into the inside of your pumpkin. Yeah, can you can you just discuss the vision for this Cartier love bracelet pumpkin? Well, so I want to replicate my wrist onto the pumpkin. So I'm actually going to do a couple bracelets on the pumpkin. And they're going to be in kind of like a diagonal. Who I'm do envisioning you think you because, are, Adam? Um, <laughs> I'm Adam Picasso? Harrison. What do you, what do you yeah. mean? I'm Adam Harrison. The Adam Harrison. Wait, are, like, are you going to pull an all-nighter for this? Like, it's going to take you a long time. You're going to have no, to get I mean, like a stencil. <laughs> Yes, I'm going to draw it out first, and then I'm going to go about carving it. I feel like it won't be that hard. Oh, my God. It's going to look like like a stick of salami with like rings on it. Okay, that's like not the energy I want to hear. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just trying to picture how this is going to go down. No, guys, positive energy into the atmosphere only. You know okay. my, my thing? Put positive energy out there, and I it mean, will find its way back to you. Your vibe attracts your tribe, but we're your tribe right now, and I don't know how positive we're... <laughs> being right now i guess yeah i don't know negative negative sorry we're having a rough colby comes in and i'm like we're both like just huffing and puffing after this day yeah and i'm like let it out girl i think katie you literally just took instagrams (laughs) oh you you take that and shove that right up your butt i don't want to hear it katie goes we can record in an hour and a half i need to go take an instagram on the street 
Well, you know she who didn't, didn't even get that done. You know who didn't get her shot because it's dark outside, like at 5 p.m. now? Me. So that's a tomorrow sad. thing. And you know what? I actually looked so good today, too. It you was did. such a shame. You looked you great. You look good now, babe. You still look great. That was partially my fault, but... No, it's not your fault. It's my fault for um, not having the confidence to drag a personal tripod out into the street. A lot of girls do that now, and I just... I would rather ask a stranger to take a picture of me than have a tripod out there taking my own. But I really respect... I admire the hustle of those people that do that. I feel that. Katie, I will do it with you. I need an Instagram desperately. I know. I do. I want one as well. Can we talk about how, like... It's just a lot. Like, to take an Instagram is a lot. Because you not only have to have, like, a fire outfit that you haven't worn before. Like, you know, theoretically, like, you don't outfit repeat. You have to find a good location. The lighting has to be good. And you have to be in the mood. And the photographer has to do, do a good job. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But at the end, it's all worth it. And then you get attention. Mm-hmm. And you can look through all your likes and see which boys like it. And then it's worth it. That's the best part. When you're like, when you're <laughs> the like, stroke yes. to the ego. There's you're nothing like, quite like this. it. And then you, yeah. su- you, it's like the success of like having the one person you wanted to like your photo, like your photo. It's like just, a sigh of relief, which is so sad. Unmatched. It's crazy how, yeah, I hate that I care no, so much. Like, I hate I'm that I'm not I even look. joking. <laughs> I've said this multiple times in the past like few weeks. Like, I have physical pain from the lack of attention on social media <laughs> I've been getting. Colby, you need to post more than once a month. I know, but that's, we just talked about why I can't yeah, do so. It's a lot of effort. It, it I, really is a lot. I always anticipate having all this time in my day, and then all of a sudden, it's dark out, and I've been working at my desk all day. And that's the beauty of the Tripod Girls. They have it figured out. The Tripod Girls of New York City, like, they... They give no fucks, and they they really... Well, even if I had a tripod, I wouldn't be outside taking a photo with makeup on because I sit at my desk all day. Unless your laptop was in your other hand, and you just... Yeah, that's true. A true girl on the go. Gal on the go. Sorry, Brooke and Danielle. Gal (laughs) on the go. Anywho, guys, I think we have to dive into our subject matter for today's podcast because we kind of touched on it last week when we talked about we're entering cuffing season, which is already stressful within itself, but... What happens, like we're going to talk about varying subjects in this realm, what happens if the cuffs just don't fit, if they (laughs) slide (laughs) off, if they're too big, if you get the ick or the other person is giving you mixed signals, like what the heck, like how do we, how do we navigate that? I wish I knew, but I'll try. I'll try. The cuffs slid right on off me last weekend. Yeah. Adam, do you want to? Do you want to touch on that? Oh, yeah. I'll give the people a little date update since last, since last week we talked about my six Rich Dad Martini date where I blacked out and have no recollection of <laughs> leaving the date. But yes, he still has not texted me, nor is he going to, is my guess at this point. But at the end of the day, luckily I went into it and was like, I don't really care that much whether it works out or doesn't work out because on the bright side... We got mm-hmm. out there, and that's the most important thing in cuffing season. Is on to the bright get out side, she went on a date. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've gone on the most recent date out of the three of us. So, I actually have, but I feel like you guys are going to eclipse me in the cu- coming weeks because you are definitely way more out there than I've been. I feel like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't want, don't don't you dare jinx us. <laughs> <laughs> we need all the, the positive energy we can get over here, but. 
I feel with that, like, would you say that I, I talked about this on my Instagram today, but like no response is a response. Like the fact, yes. like the fact that he didn't text you after the date, like that kind of tells you all you need to know, right? Yeah, about his absolutely. Intentions. But it's frustrating because he came on so strong to you in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, and then but like I, radio I, silence. I completely agree. Like no response is a response. Yeah. Like Katie, didn't I send you that screenshot of my conversation with XYZ yep. today? And I was <laughs> XYZ, I, is that his new name? Yeah, XYZ. we're just going to call him XYZ where he said something that annoyed me and I just liked the message. And then he responded on top of that and was like, what's your deal, basically? Wait, I think that no response is a whole different thing, though, than liking the message. Liking the message <laughs> sends this like, like, I see your message. I'm choosing to not respond to it, but just Heart it. I think that's the <laughs> ultimate, like, fuck you sort I of thing. I think I'm the queen of doing that. It's like the passive-aggressive reaction. I love to <laughs> react to messages. Well, even sometimes it's not, like, as I'm annoyed with you type thing. It's just, like, I have nothing else to say. So I'm just going to let you know that I saw this, and I'll like it. Yeah. I think that counts as a reply. Well, I think it depends on the, the context. Yeah, for sure. But also, but- sometimes, like... You said, Adam, you liked the message and then he followed up. I think it's enough of a response for them to then continue the conversation if that's what they're looking for or to follow up yeah. rather I mean, than ha- just like waiting for you to potentially respond Has she in seen three days. Because I feel like she doesn't know what we're talking about. No, that's what I was going to say. Like, I, I wish I said. It was a passive aggressive heart. It wasn't like, <laughs> I'm going to let you take it from here. It was like he hearted the message on purpose. Oh, I love to doing be, that. To be like passive about it. Like, okay, I see this, but I'm like, pit. I'm like pissed, so I'm not going to respond. But I wasn't pissed. That was the point. I was right, like, but you wanted him to think you might be. So then you had to say something. Yeah, I definitely wanted to stir the pot. <laughs> you a were bit. stirring up your cauldron. I was it's stir, spooky stir, season. Woo! It's not cuffing season anymore. It's, it's spooky, spooky season. season. And Adam's the prince. <laughs> no, you're the you're the warlock. Wait, what? There's no princes in Halloween movies, are there? There is now. No, there's. He's a warlock. There's warlocks and witches. You're and the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I am the ghost. No, I you're like, the ghost no. did. You're the ghost did. Okay, yeah. actually, yeah, that's the sad part. I actually did kind of get ghosted, didn't I? That's what I meant. Wait, was that, that my was best my punchline? Was that my best one-liner ever? Katie, I'm actually sad you said that because now I feel like I got ghosted, but I feel like I didn't get ghosted. No, you didn't get Because I didn't, you didn't text say anything after either. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. I said, to, the first thing I said to you after you were like he didn't text whatever i was like well do you think he was expecting you to text him which like isn't to say like oh you fucked up or anything but like maybe you know the fact you could have texted him too i guess so like i just i feel like it was just one of those things where it was like yep no we're done i think we just mutually agreed in that moment of not texting each other that it was just not for us is my perception of it i mean that's kind of the best though because then you don't like have like loose messy ends it's a clean break a clean break I have no regrets. I have no back thoughts on it. I think it's at this point just a funny story to tell. It is a like, funny story. My first date all summer and I black out off six rich dads and don't get a text after. My first date where a guy has not texted me after. I hope he made it home okay. I truly hope so <laughs> too because I made reason? it to a gay club until 5 a.m. So I, I did know. okay. But he, I, I really hate it. I think it's like the biggest turnoff when a guy or like, you know, whoever initiated the date didn't like text me making sure I got home okay 
if I'm like we're parting ways and he's not like dropping me off or like we're not like I'm going home after the date I feel like it's I I always like a good text like hey did you get home okay it's a gentlemanly thing to do like I'm shook that he didn't you clearly were in a state like I'm shook that he didn't well, Taxi he had the same. He had the same amount as I did. Like he also had six martinis. So oh, I'm thinking God. we were both in the same state. And in that moment, we were like, okay, like drunk Adam and drunk YZA were basically like. Wait, I love this how you it. just gave, came up with another acronym for this guy. Well, we have XYZ, who's my my constant, and then we have YZA, who's the new XYZ's in your back pocket at all times. All times. And ZYA is. Where we don't even know. He's well, it's he YZA. Be, oh, YZ, <laughs> YZA could be in freaking Alaska. We don't know. We know nothing about we YZA. Know, we don't know point. his whereabouts. Yes. He eclipsed the alphabet, and that's why he eclipsed my life. He's gone. Okay, so what are some things that give you the ick? I feel like that's what we should be talking about right now in terms yeah. of the pivot is what are some things that you've experienced that give you the ick? What are because some I can definitely that... think of a bunch. Yeah. Oh my god. You go first and I'm gonna really let this marinate because there's I have a few. I feel like I'll like kick you off on a good one. But so this one guy I dated, so I don't know if you remember Private Jet, but It's he... another guy. Another another <laughs> code name. We're gonna do code names for all the guys that I've dated because there is a strong possibility that they will listen because they all follow me on Instagram still. They're gonna know who they are. Whatever, right. continue. Just continue. No, because he wasn't the only I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> we'll call him PJ. So PJ we went to this bar and he was extremely rude to the wait staff. Like they were <gasps> oh. and and I was just like, this is not wait, appropriate. Wait, wait. I have a similar one actually in the exact realm. I don't think I ever told you guys this, but like my most recent date that I went on, which was like a month ago now, he we were at this like divey bar kind of situation. Like it wasn't like a five star restaurant or anything, but it was like a bar and we were sitting at this table and our candle like there was like a candle on the table and it just like blew out somehow like mm-hmm. I don't know someone moved suddenly and it went out and instead of like there's so many ways you go about this like getting a, you know the waitress to light it again or I don't know something he goes over to another table where two people are sitting like presumably on a date or I don't even know grabs their candle and brings it over to our table like doesn't say a word to them just grabs it and is like giggling and otherwise like amazing date but this oh my god i was so embarrassed wait the people were sitting at the table and he grabbed the candle he grabs the the candle and takes it back to our table that's just like bizarre behavior i i was sitting there with my mouth like and the waitress oh my god most this is like i was my everything was wrong i was going insane inside and out i literally go to him i'm like you can't do that i was like i turn around i literally apologize to them because i'm like i'm so sorry like so childish and the freaking waitress comes over and it's like, did you, he's like, she's like interrogating the guy about this. And I was just like, get me out of here. That is so bizarre. That's just yeah. such strange behavior. I hate when people are like, rude what, like what that. What is that? Like what, who raised you? What the heck? That is just horrible manners. Oh my God. I just can't even believe you would think that was attractive on a date. Like. Or that you would think that was funny. It, like what's the point? Who cares? It's a candle. Like what? I was like, you, I I literally like didn't even notice the candle had gone out. Like it, it was a great date. Like we were talking, it was fine. Like what the? I I don't even know. It was weird. Yeah, I, I mean, like I think PJ people was- who are rude in general, it's yeah. just like such a turn off. Oh yeah, I mean that'll give yeah. me the ick because it's one of those things where it's like, how do you tell someone they're being rude? 
With, yeah, like when I mean, you're when you're just starting to like see each other, you're not in a committed relationship. You can't be like, "Hey, you're rude." I don't like it's know. one I thing to be like, to "You chew with your mouth open" or something. That's like maybe a little different than like, "Oh, you're rude to." People. I don't know. You definitely. I think you definitely can't tell somebody to their face about something like that, like the chewing no. with their mouth open and stuff. Like that one's really hard. But like PJ, when he was rude to the waitstaff, he basically was complaining about how long that they were taking. Said that it was going to affect their tip to their face. And then said that he wanted to speak to a manager about how poor oh the service God. was because he was a regular at the bar. And I was like, th- I literally told him, I was like, don't They're gonna be spit in his food. I was like, no, you're tipping them the same amount. Like, this is not appropriate or nice. I told him to his face, but I did it in like a cute drunk Adam way. So it was kind of like, he was like giggly or whatever about it. But I was like, it's not actually funny. Like, you're still tipping them 25%, I think is what I made him tip them. But I don't yeah. know. I think that that's a big ick thing is people who are rude to wait staff or even people like Colby said who are just rude in general. That um, goes into another thing. Guys who are super confrontational and just like want to fight about everything. Like guys in a bar, I don't think there's anything less attractive than if somebody like shoves you like a little bit and it's like not a big deal or anything and they like get in their face and are like, watch what you're doing, whatever like that is not attractive at all yeah i mean i think it's one of those things where like they're trying to show off their masculinity yeah but then it also could be a thing where it's like maybe when they were a child or something that's how they like you know they have like older siblings or something and they need to like get loud and aggressive to to get to get their point survival of the fittest like literally so i mean i i mean i just can't deal with that no, I I would go around and apologize all the time. I feel like I for their behavior. Yeah, because you shouldn't have to like repetitively. Wait, is that repeatedly apologize for your like partner's behavior? Yeah, all the time. That oh my god, like what Whoa. I you know what really does it for me is when like the guy is perfect in all ways, and then when he gets fucked up, he gets like really like aggressive or really like sloppy. Oh. Like a, a really sloppy, like all the time, not like one time because like obviously things happen, but like really sloppy all the time. And I have to like apologize. And if he's out without me, I'm like wondering if he's like all over someone or I don't know. Wait, Katie, remember when you texted us about the guy who like dropped the glass beer bottle in the middle of the street because <gasps> he was just being so sloppy and aggressive? That oh would gosh. be a huge ache for me if a guy yeah. just broke a beer bottle in the middle of the street on a date and then thought it was funny. And okay. like didn't try why to do I, it Why do I get into these situations with like weird... Okay, this was another date when I went to Brooklyn. We're never going to Brooklyn again. Well, me on a date. Actually, I lie. Maybe like a few months. You, I need a you few will, months. but you need I a break. Know. I need a little <laughs> break. A I, really, I really gave it my best shot. But this date, long story short, we had been to like a couple of places. So we were definitely like drunk, but like it was like a work, like a normal weeknight. So like I wasn't getting like wasted. I had like two drinks at one place and then one in another place and he was like let's go to my apartment and grab like all this wine and beer like he literally grabbed like two bottles of wine and like a couple of beers to like literally go down and sit by like the water in Brooklyn I'm like that's like aggressive this is a nightcap like what anyway we're walking down there it's fine I was like you know we talked whatever like I wanted to go home so I'm like let's walk back we're walking back and classically we didn't drink like any of the stuff because it was just way too much for like a Wednesday night and we're walking back and he drops this beer bottle like in the middle of the freaking not in the middle of the street but there's like this like private little like park walkway area and like drops it there's like people around just drops it looks at it and is like 
laughing and then just walks away but like doesn't he's like just sloppy about it too it was like this weird like I was definitely a lot more sober than him and he was being all handsy and gross and I was like oh my god this is a first date I need to get out of here yeah I think it often does it's like the first date I'm into certain things because I also I feel like the pressure on a first date is so like there's so much build up and pressure that you honestly just like let anything go and your mind like runs rampant with possible situations I feel like I just imagine like the future I don't really reflect on what just happened because usually if it's good at least then I just am like oh that was fun like whatever I like them and then la-di-da yeah I think for me it's more so like I I just am so desperate for it to go well because I'm like I don't want to do I God, it's just like preparing to go to war. I literally talked about this on the other podcast. It's like going on a first date, like getting yourself back out there again and again and again. It's just so frustrating that you want it just to work one time. Yeah. So it's like you kind of let things go and then maybe like the second or third date or like when you're like literally in the relationship, things start to like boil over and you're like, I literally can't deal with the fact that you do this. Yeah, I think you realize more things. Like you have blinders on the first time you meet somebody because you're just like excited to be there. And then the second or third time or even conversations that you have over text or on the phone, certain things I think can definitely. I honestly think that's one of my sink in. Yeah, that's one of my most toxic traits, I feel like, is that I usually go into dates. I feel like so like negative about them. Like I feel like the entire day of the date. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. I thought you always had like, level expectations not like negative I feel like you guys know this I get such bad dating anxiety which is another reason I think I don't really date that often is because like the days leading up to agreeing to a date I'm so anxious and so nervous and then the day of I straight up like my roommates know this I'll just lay in bed for four hours before a date right but you convince them you convince yourself that you hate the person or like it's not even that I'm just like so nervous in my head that it's not gonna go well that I'm like Mm -hmm. oh this isn't like what if it's not fun or what if I get stuck there what if we run out of things to talk about or like all these unrealistic like it's literally straight up anxiety like it's all these unrealistic things like obviously we're gonna have things to talk about like i'm in control of that you know like if we stop yeah. having things to talk about i can just ask another well, question like i mean i'm in sales like i know how to keep but like, i don't talking think non-stop. that's like going into it negatively i feel like that's totally normal if it's anything, just it's, nerves it's realistic kind of because like yeah those things very well could happen but like what if they don't it's about the like what if of like yeah. i can I can be the reason that this goes well or I can be the reason that I psych myself out like getting out of know, your own we, way I feel like it's so funny if we had if, like we called in Alex as like a celebrity guest experience and we were like how is Adam right before a date he'd be like uh he cries before almost every single date like I sometimes I literally just start crying and I'm like I literally just want to cancel this date I like, think I cannot what go. changes it is going on a lot of them because now I'm like so yeah desensitized is that the word I like I'm just, I don't know, maybe I just have, like, low expectations now, because I'm like, well, I guess I gotta get back on the saddle and see how this goes. I'm an expert at small talk now, but... Yeah, I just get nervous, because I'm like, I want this to be the last time I ever have to do this. Literally, no, that's exactly why I said that, like, I look past a lot of things that eventually I will get the ick from. But I guess, like, a lot of people go, I mean, because what's the alternative? Going into it with a really negative, like, a fine-tooth comb, because... The reality is, like, everyone is super stressed on a first date. Like, no, I feel like everyone has, yeah. like, an ounce at least of, you know, anxiety or stress surrounding it. So, like, 
some guys on dates, I'm assuming, also will say things and they're like, it'll come out of their mouth and they're like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that or like, darn, I don't sound cool when I say that or whatever. You know, I think that all the time. I stress more about like, do they think I'm cool versus like, do I even think that they're cool? So like, that's yeah. why I, I overlook a lot of those things. So you're probably right. So maybe that's not like date, like ne- going into it negatively. That's kind of just human nature. Like you're nervous to be on a date and especially if you don't date often, like yeah. little old Adam here, then little it definitely old Adam. Ex- exponentiates it. But that's the reason we're getting out there, you especially just in keep, cuffing season. Yeah. You got to keep getting out there, Adam. Yeah. It's we're going to keep getting out there. Keep it's good practicing. for your mojo. Oh yeah. Well, my mojo is always there. You know that. Your mojo. My, my mojo never dies. Your mojo has an extended battery life. What I was thinking about before was like, with the ick, is it one of those things like kind of psychologically, like we kind of invent the ick a bit, like because we just deep down know the person isn't right. So we'll just like pull something random and we're like, this gives me the ick. Like, I'm wondering if I'm like with a person that I really like, will I even get the ick? Will like the things that I. I feel like no. Will I not? Will I even. The things that I would you know potentially be annoyed about like would i even like note those things as ick yeah i don't I feel like so. those are just different just there are things. things that can bother you about a person but it's not enough to like disgust you enough to never want to speak okay we've all been there with our hinge profiles handing our phones to friends to get their opinions on which prompts we've chosen and which photos we have and in which order i mean i did that before i met my boyfriend on hinge but with the voice prompts you can help your friends even more with the voice prompt my best friends take on why you should date me you can lean on your friends to hype you up to potential matches guys i think i need to update my hinge profile i think it's like getting a little stale will you take a look colby we need to add the my best friend's take on me voice prompt to your hinge profile <laughs> it'll be fun let's do it okay colby tell me when you're recording okay okay Speak. my take on colby colby is a down girl anytime you want to do anything try a new restaurant go to a workout class go for a walk chill at home colby is your girl katie what do you think give her some hype colby is always down that's true you actually took mine <laughs> But she's also extremely loyal. She's easy to talk to. Colby is a great listener. Colby's the best. If you're listening to this, you need to date Colby. Oh my God, I'm blushing. I think I'm going to get a lot of likes from that. Asking your friend to answer this voice prompt for you can be such a great way to bring encouragement and levity to your dating life. Download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. With our upcoming trip to Paris, the girls and I need to brush up on our French skills, and we are so excited to be partnering with Rosetta Stone to help make us pros by the summertime. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in any language you want to learn. I'm personally so excited to learn French with Rosetta Stone because it's so easy. I can do it right on my phone. Its built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation, which I think is so helpful because pronouncing things is always difficult for me. And Rosetta Stone's process is designed for long-term retention of the language. So I'll be speaking French forever and ever. It's an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages so no matter where life takes you in the world, you'll be covered and speaking the language in no time. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Matchmade listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's rosettastone.com today for 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. J'adore Rosetta Stone. <laughs> now back to the episode. 
Dry January might be over for now, but if you're looking to cut back or cut out alcohol this year, keep listening. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement, seeing as though they're a totally guilt-free but delicious way to unwind. So if you're the kind of person who likes to be social but doesn't want to drink alcohol, holding a can of Recess will do the trick. With 0% alcohol, real fruit, only 25 calories or less, naturally sweetened with agave and infused with functional ingredients that taste just like your favorite cocktail. Cocktails without the alcohol, recess is the perfect way to either unwind at home, at a dinner party with friends, or mm-hmm. in between drinks for alcohol moderation. I loved the watermelon mojito flavor, and I think you will too, so you should definitely check that and their other flavors out for yourself. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash matchmade so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Check them out. Yay, recess. Woo! Yeah, so I feel like the ick is kind of one of those things where it's like, once you get the ick, get the frick out of there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like the thing about the ick is that it's not like the person has necessarily done anything wrong. It's like you've been talking for a little bit, or maybe you're just starting talking, and you think you, like, really like this person and like a lot of these things about them, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, like, I'm just not... Like, it's not necessarily anything that the person has done. It's more just, like, the way they are, and it just irritates you, you know? That's what's so frustrating about it. It's because you also like can't be honest with them really, every you know with every ick thing because it's like, then that that's a blow to their self esteem kind of. Maybe I it would help what, them, but I wish I would know like what I like. I wonder what things I've what done. You're I, what you're the ick? What your yeah your ick is for someone yeah, else? Like, I want to know what my ick is for someone else. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. So Wait. I can like stop doing it. Do you think we'll ever find out? Probably not. I guess we should go on dates with each other. No, we're too biased. <laughs> yeah, we are. Should we... Uh, should we hire, hire guys to take us on dates? <laughs> to to review ask? us, to rate our behavior? Wait, yeah. how funny would that be if we hired guys for each other, but it was kind of like a setup where we thought we were going on like a blind date, but they actually were rating us for the ick. I feel like, one, we'd be probably very furious with each other afterwards, especially <laughs> if we ended up liking the person, but it'd be such a good learning experience and like basically a really good science experience. Wait, this is yeah, actually... I feel like at first we would cry about being annoying and then we'd be like okay now i know i can't do that ever wait you know what this would actually be a really awesome movie plot or like book or something where like that that's the plot like the dates are no it should be a reality show but then like a game show well yes but then plot twist really spice it up like the the hired person like and the one of us they fall in love it sounds kind of like a hallmark movie should we pitch that to HBO? Yeah, anyone listening, um, a big time movie producer, because we have an I idea. I think that's that. That's actually. Fun. I think and I'm we, gonna go trademark that. We just gave it to you for free, so. Pop quiz. You're pop quizzing what? us right now. Yeah. I didn't study. If you had to pick one ick for me, what would it be? Oh my god, like one thing that gives me the ick about have, you. You have to be honest. You have to be honest. Probably that yeah. you're attracted to men. Yeah, that would be the big one for me too. That's the easy cop out. I wanted something juicy. Now you'd probably cry if we had sex. I um, Babe, it wouldn't work in the first place. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't well, need to cry. There'd be nothing happening. It has oh, nothing to do with you. Okay. You would be so, the one crying. Yeah, you'd be the one crying anyway. So, okay, the big the big ick for you. Um, Adam was like, I was hoping you guys would reciprocate the question because I have some things I want to yeah, say. Yeah, do you want to go for us first? Is this like what you... 
I want you guys to roast me. This I know, is I'm an open mic to roast the shit out of me on I know, the podcast. and we're doing a horrible job because we love you. <laughs> God, I love you guys too. I answered. What'd you say? That you like men. Ugh, that was a cop out. No, it wasn't. Like, if I were to answer the question, I'd okay, be like... Okay, so I, I feel as though because you are not like... Okay, if you were straight, you would not be my type because... Um, of your super appreciation for really amazing brands and expensive things because I like guys that like shop at L.L. Bean. So yeah, I think it would ick me that you spend so much money on your clothes and like stuff like okay, that. First of all, I wear H&M black Right, but t-shirts. okay, I'm talking about your jewelry, your freaking stacks, okay? I'm like, that would just like... <laughs> That's an investment, boy. It would just... I, I don't know if it would really give me the ick though. I knew this was going to turn into a defensive conversation, yeah, you're which just, is why I deterred. I'm lobbing a shot your way, and you're you're throwing it back. <laughs> I asked for criticism, knowing that I can't take criticism. Yeah, so maybe you shouldn't go on our show. I was waiting to fight back. That's my favorite Wait, thing to do. Wait, what's your argue. ick about us? I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm, like, here ready to start crying. So dish um, it out. If I was a straight man and I was dating either of you, my ick for Katie would be that she's very successful and i'd feel inferior to her and my ache for colby is that she looks like a model and i would never feel like i was pretty enough for her oh my god i'm gonna cry that was pretty good that's so nice yeah what you guys are over here telling me that you hate my bracelets and i'm over here saying we just bought you a bracelet so we (laughs) can't hate them that much adam one of the bracelets on your wrist we just got you for your birthday so you know it was kind of like one of those things where like it's fine because once again we will never fight over men love that well my my men definitely don't shop at ll bean but other than that i like a a man in a flannel a mountain man aesthetic these days well actually you know i i have been obsessed with previous guys that you have dated i before. love flannels on boys yeah like fide i loved fide i fide is fide is um history like to the max he literally unfollowed me on instagram so he is very history well i thought he was the hottest thing to walk the yeah planet. See, no okay here's the ick about him the ick was that he well he was like literally in a relationship with his job which definitely is a turnoff but the ick was like he would always like he never even once brought up like let's like he, he would just rather see me on the weekends like do things on the weekends and it just like pissed me off that he would give like he would go see his family all the time like do all these things on the week like with his friends and then like I was like the weekend girl I was like this sends every message that I need to hear to get out of this situation right now but also to specify, you weren't like the date weekend girl. Like you were the he oh, I was, was the, texting you late at night. The, yes, but I fully was like, yes, I will. I will allow myself to be used by you because you're hot. I will be a doormat. A god among men. Yeah, so that's. I'm very glad that it's over now. And Colby's entire hinge is my dream. So yeah. Well, I wish I could say the same. Colby hates her hinge, so. I don't know if you guys are aligned. In that. I will gladly, I will gladly catfish all the men on your hinge. I will pretend to be Colby Cassidy and show up to a date and say, hey, I think I'm good enough. Okay. I'm trying to get out of the depths of hinge, 
but the hard part about that is that you actually have to go on it and you have to like send your roses I've learned from TikTok because the algorithm like gatekeeps the good people behind the roses Wait, so you have these, to send them out they do yeah they do excuse me yeah that's what I heard I always was like wait it's social suicide to send a rose I would never do that no, you have like, to right? yeah now you have to wait Colby I'm so glad you brought up the rose thing because that's something I noticed recently is that the rose thing first of all there's guys that I've dated on the rose thing like Columbia Law School like he's on the rose thing who I dated for like a pretty long time and I'm like, okay, well, I'm obviously not going to send him a rose because that's embarrassing. But it's gatekeeping all the hottest guys in the rose thing. Yeah, so I'm kind of like, wait, okay, well, I can't use this. Hand pick those guys because they look like straight out of GQ. A lot of them on mine, at least on the rose thing. But like, how no, do they? Do, do they like? Is there someone hand selecting these people? Well, what I think happens is that is like a learned behavior based off of people that you have matched with in the past and people that you've liked. And they put them all there so that you see them. And I actually am like, yeah, I would have swiped right on you if you came up on my normal thing. But I'm not going to send you a rose because why would I ever do that? But now that I'm learning the ropes of going on Hinge, I've started to do that here and there. But then I go back to the regular page and it's all people that I am very do you, not compatible with do based you think on their profile. The Rose people are like people that other people <laughs> your age and your demo, like your like whatever have also liked and so that's like how the heck yeah. do you get there? Am I there? I was gonna say the- I hope I'm on there. Am I in Adam, can we make you straight on hinge so we can see if we're in the spotlight? <laughs> Well, you guys might be like, I. so Colby, I'm actually so proud of you because you described perfectly, like the way you just described that, like you're describing machine learning, which is a very advanced topic. Oh, are you going to educate us right lot- now? Is this I am, education? Yes. I am a tech girl. Girls who tech. I, you are, Girls and I'm code. very proud of you. I'm very proud of you because machine learning is a very advanced topic, and it's what all of these social media apps, including data... Yeah, so it's basically engineers who are machine learning engineers will write code on these apps that basically tailor what you're being seen. And it's a method of increasing the amount that you're going to use the app. Because if you see things that like that you like, then you're going to be enticed to use the app more. So for example, on Hinge, like yes, you might be getting thrown like weird ass guys, but then they might sprinkle in a guy who's your type. And the way that it's learning your type is based on certain data points, like how many guys that you've liked who are in specific demographics. Like for me, I happen to swipe a very similar demographic of men Mm -hmm. who all happen to be lawyers who go to Columbia Law School. (laughs) And so all now, everybody who's in my roses are men who go to Columbia Law School. So the app has learned exactly what I like. That and, like, Asian men who happen to... I'm not even going to go into that further because that's just going <laughs> to... It's going to get hairy. It's getting hairy. But so, yeah, so the app is picking up on behaviors that you have and certain guys that you like, including, like, height demographics, including, like, specific, like, race demographics, jobs, school, like, rankings, areas, etc. Mm-hmm. So, like, I barely get people who live in Brooklyn anymore because the app just knows that Adam Harrison is not going to go in a long-distance relationship that far. Long-distance? So, <laughs> across the country. Across? I can't. Oh they must God. be in a different time zone over there. <laughs> okay. That's so Look, mean. We love Brooklyn. I, 
I know I actually do love Brooklyn because you know Jordan moved there and I love going in there and Harris so a bunch of my friends moved there and I love going but like in terms of a dating scenario like I'm just being realistic I don't want to spend 45 minutes to go yeah you're far to see somebody you I'm dating far. every day like I live in Fidei like I yeah. want to go somewhere on the west side or the east side like honestly like that's just easy commute wise and like we're busy we're busy people in New York and you it's know? We budget gotta, like, friendly honestly paying for an Uber to go to Brooklyn every other day yeah, like, can you that racks that, can up you imagine nice me tab. going yeah that's why you're taking yeah, the subway, imagine? unless it's late at night. <laughs> no, 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 because I, I love Brooklyn, and I want everybody who's listening to know that I love Brooklyn, but I, I think dating somebody is hard you when need they're to geographically think about the geography. in a very different location than you. Yeah, I mean, it's the same sort of kind of uh, situation where, like, if you're choosing an apartment in New York, you choose an apartment near where you spend a lot of your time at least or easy to get there because it's just exactly. it's more cost efficient it's expensive to live here and all sorts yeah. of things and the same thing i mean you can't always you can't choose who you fall in love with necessarily but it's convenient if they live generally close to you yeah like it's not a deal breaker like we're talking about red flags and deal breakers last time like it's not a deal breaker and it's not a red flag it's, yeah, just, it's just minor a, inconvenience it's just a thing to consider it's something it's to work into your budget for oh, sure yeah. your excel budget yeah. sheet Exactly. Um, On my Excel sheets. Okay, so one of you guys, we love when you guys DM us. Please continue to DM our Instagram account. I'll have it linked in the show notes of this episode. Colby runs the beautiful Instagram account, and she does a great job with the captions. So... If you guys DM us, we will answer your questions on our podcast, obviously, because we are here to help you. And this one lovely anonymous question asker sent us this one today that I read through, and I tried my best to, like, help her out, but I, I, like, midway through responding, I'm like, wait a second, I don't know how I, like, I feel mixed on this, like, mixed thoughts, and I want you guys, the two of them have not heard this question, so I want to ask you guys what you think. Okay, I'm I'm gonna, it's a long one, so I'm gonna keep it as, like, concise as possible, just give the important details. Okay, I met a guy, and we hung out for three weeks. He even seemed to be more into me, constantly saying he's obsessed with me, giving me thousands of forehead kisses, cuddling in bed all day and saying that I'm so funny and attractive and that he should, in all caps, date me. I honestly played it the coolest I have ever, except for when we did drink together a couple of times I said I liked him already, but he kept hanging out with me even after that. He was Snapchatting me a hundred times a day and always opening mine immediately, replying to every single one. I was like, wow, he's so into me. Then, last week, he started not even opening them and never replying to them out of nowhere. I haven't heard from him since last week when I texted to hang out and he never replied. Then yesterday, on Canadian Thanksgiving Sunday, he asked if I was in town. I said, no, I'm not. Why? And then he never answered. I'm so confused. And so that's like part of it. I was like kind of helping her answer. So she gave me some more details. She said... His exact words in front of his friends at a party he invited me to were, you're literally so perfect, insert name here. I'm obsessed with you. You're hilarious, so attractive. I'm always laughing. I should date you. I should, but I just can't date right now. The thing that threw me was the fact that he stopped responding and then like texted her on Thanksgiving when he was with his family. He was with his family for Canadian Thanksgiving, she said, and like texted her and then like radio silence after that. And that was like, but you know, she she basically just described like textbook love bombing, like that's like a narcissistic personality trait. Oh my god, you're so right. 
like sis got love bombed like he gave all this attention at the beginning was obsessed with her was obsessed with talking to her hanging out with her whatever and then all of a sudden just took all of that attention away it's a narcissistic personality trait and it's because like he's gonna shower you with all this attention which honestly like this has kind of happened to me before too showers you with all this attention so that you're super invested and then all of a sudden he completely pulls away does not talk to you at all and now you're obsessed with him and he has complete control over the entire situation it's called toxic behavior as well with a capital t but like how it's really hard not to give into that either because regardless of how much you have your guard up like if somebody's telling you everything that you want to hear and not even that you want to hear everything that you're told that you should be hearing for an ideal scenario I feel like right now there's so much emphasis on everything that I see on TikTok or Instagram just about how a guy should like a girl more if a relationship's ever going to work out like it needs to be that kind of dynamic and I don't know I mean I guess I see where that's coming from but also like in this kind of situation you're weighing everything that you're being told and it just all seems to be so perfect and then still doesn't work but out like to it's be true. so discouraging but she like the thing that made me frustrated for her was that like at one point she's like I knew that this was like too good to be true and yet she like fed into it because like what do you you know I mean you I mean you always think it's too it good to be true and eventually it will actually be true <laughs> but like yeah. oh it's so frustrating yeah but you're like it's too good to be true but it's perfect yeah at the same time like you don't want to then be closed-minded and completely write him off because yeah. you think it's too have, good. Like, that just yeah. happened on Bachelor in Paradise and everybody was like, there is no such thing as breaking up with somebody because it's too good or too perfect. Yeah. And it, like... It's only know. when you're afraid to get hurt or you just, you really don't think it's true. Like, right. Really I mean, in that situation, it's also hard. Like, when somebody's showering you with attention and giving you all this, like affection love attention whatever texting you all the time snapping you constantly whatever like you're gonna feed into that it's very easy to love like that kind of security i guess you could say especially with like a person who's a potential significant other like when somebody's showering you with attention the validation yeah because it feels exactly it feels good and like it makes you feel seen and yeah especially exactly but that's such a narcissistic tactic is doing that and then all of a sudden like nothing ever happened completely pulling away because then that person knows that they have all the power in this relationship and they can literally text you whenever they want 3 a.m you're gonna respond because you just got love bombed and you like they know that you're obsessed with them wait that is so accurate and i'm now rethinking my whole life (laughs) but my question is like with this like does this guy have this other like another person he's doing this to as well or like when he's not yes. doing it to her, but like, how exhausting is that to Snapchat multiple people a hundred times a day? Like, do how you think do they he moves have a on? job? Like, yeah, like that is the job. Doesn't he have other things to do? No, I think his full time job no. is love bombing. <laughs> I legit think that when you're a narcissist like that, like that is literally what you do with every single person you talk to, like even friends. Like, wow. I think that you're just obsessed with yourself and you're obsessed with the validation, and maybe you have some kind of weird insecurities, but like, you need that constant like validation from people which is why you do that love bombing thing and it kind of sucks but that person who got love bombed like 
you have to just do it in reverse. Like, you just have to stop talking to them completely and just write them off because that is not a good person. That's, like, a toxic person who is just yeah. going to bring you down and bring you down and bring you down. Your vibe attracts your tribe, and that is not the tribe that you want to be saw around. I you start to smile, and I'm like, he's going to say it. He's going to say it. You know it's my favorite line. But you know what got me? The, another part that got me from this was the fact that he waited until Thanksgiving to text her, like, hey, what's up that made me think that maybe because he was with his family I'm like maybe he has some toxic childhood situation where like I don't know like his family like it brings it out of him that he needs like companionship around like family situations but I feel like this happens a lot when like people are home for the holidays you get people sliding in because they're like seeing their family all happy with significant others or whatever and they want attention or they have like really deep-rooted family traumas that they're trying to escape could be that, but I also think it's a big boredom thing. Yeah. Like somebody, like, you know, like he had had this fun kind of texting this girl and making her feel like she was super special and making her obsessed with him. And then all of a sudden he's home with his family, bored, and he's like, let me just text this girl and get some attention for a second. God, that like, pisses me off. Yeah, that's upsetting to hear. And I feel really bad for the person that asked that question or said that, sent that to you because that's just... Yeah a really tough situation to be in but at the end of the day like you just need to know that you're so much better than that and you deserve so much better than that and you're gonna find so much better than that so Amen. remove yourself from the situation because that is not for you and that's Snaps. so not something that you should be embarrassed or like sad about don't take it I personally mean, yeah it's, obviously yeah. it's something that's more so deep-rooted in their mind it's than that anything that has to do with you and also it happens to a lot of people i feel like that's definitely happened to me as well don't feel bad because it happens to everyone it's just even the people that you think sometimes have it all figured out yeah and a lot of people are probably too ashamed to ever admit that somebody couldn't like them back i saw this thing on we met at acme who i love her podcast poll and it was like have you ever gotten ghosted by someone or like and or started talking to someone and like abruptly stopped or whatever and didn't tell your friends and I'm like I don't know like have I like had any situations where I haven't told you guys and the the, the poll response was like really like 50 50 like 50 percent are like I always tell my friends when I when anything happens and the other 50 don't and I'm like I guess sometimes it's like not totally essential to tell people it's like oh I mean I'm never I don't think going to just send a text and be like wait isn't it so weird that we just stopped talking out of the blue to somebody that I've gone on like a few dates with but like if somebody asks about them yeah then I wouldn't lie about it right but like is it essential to tell I mean we obviously we overshare with each other all the time but like is it essential to like alert the group chat like oh this guy that I went on one date with ghosted me or like and I like if you don't care either way is it like essential to tell your friends about I don't even know I definitely tell you guys everything, though. I feel like I literally put everything that happens to me yeah. in a group chat. Yeah. I'm like... But I guess <laughs> if it isn't, like, here nor there and you don't care to, like... You're like, oh, I whatever. don't think it's, like, essential. I don't think I'm going to just randomly send a text at 2 in the afternoon, like, oh, I got ghosted. Hope you guys are having yeah. a good day. <laughs> Hope you're having a great Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. I got ghosted. <laughs> Hope you're having a good day. I'm having a horrible one. <laughs> I mean, honestly, but sometimes... like if that were the case, then yes, I would tell you. Yeah, if you if it you really know? affected you in a way where you wanted to like talk about it, because sometimes things happen. You're just like, I don't feel like freaking going into detail. It's like I'm, it's over. I'm done with this. Whatever. 
That's actually my biggest issue is that I feel like I hype guys up that I'm talking to so much to you all. I and do you that all too. Are, yeah, that's, and we all get so invested in these guys we that we, you know. We have because, our code like, names for them. We really like, yeah. we. We send pics. We're like, look how hot this guy is. He's so like so sweet, whatever. And then all of a sudden like something that's been an issue with us previously because now everybody has a very like strong perception of somebody like that I've had talked to for a while. And like, that's just. Like, because they, because yeah. you want to hate them because they hurt your friend in some way. And then when they get back together with them, it's like, oh, wait, we can't forget all the, all the reasons we were supposed to hate <laughs> this guy. Like, that's the issue with oversharing. But then also it's like, you, they're your friends, obviously, like, you know. There's also nothing yeah. more awkward than having a friend who regularly gets back together with ex-boyfriends that they've made you hate so deeply and then you've like unfollowed them on Instagram and then yeah all of a sudden they're back in the picture and you're just like oh hey haven't haven't seen you in a while <laughs> but like, I'm not gonna forget yeah yeah I sincerely hope that that never happens to me in the sense that like when you guys are at my wedding I want it to be you love the guy and you don't you can't think of a single reason why we shouldn't be together. No, and that that's gonna be the case with every single guy in our friend group. Like I'm I'm convinced that everybody we end up with we're all gonna be obsessed with. Like I think it's all gonna work out for us in the end. I'm convinced. What a really sweet thing to say, Adam. <laughs> hey, you're what what am I gonna say, Kathy? What your am I gonna say? Tribe. Colby attracts your tribe. Attracts your tribe. Ladies and it gents. Does. Put that positive energy out there, kiddos. And on that note, you get what you give. And on that note, you do get what you give. The energy you put out is going to come right back to you. Like a boomerang. And on that like note, I need to eat dinner. Yeah, me too. I'm hungry. And I need to carve my Cartier bracelet pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> um, can't wait to see you get someone in your family to do the whole thing for you. I would never. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, my dad's definitely going to end up carving half of it, yep. but that's fine. I saw that coming. All right, guys. Well, Adam, are you going to take, like, the seeds and all the gross stuff out of the inside of your Yeah, pumpkin? wait, I specifically made my dad get us the sugar pumpkins because I was like, we need to scoop them out and make pumpkin pie. And by we, I mean somebody else in my family needs You're to scoop them out You're not sticking your hand in there. Pie. I bet you will not be sticking your hand I in there. I used to, like, cry about doing that. I, I think I've carved ugh. like three pumpkins in my life because Wait, I got so grossed out by nasty, it. Wait, guys, you know? what does it say about me that I actually really like that part? <laughs> oh, Katie. Well, I like don't That's... mind it. Like I, I'll stick my hand in a pumpkin any day. It's part of the process. Yeah. You have an appreciation for fall that I just can't relate Katie's to. An appreciation for squishy, mushy. Okay, that's where we end the podcast. Gushy that's where we things. end it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're done. <laughs> it's been fun. We'll talk to you all next Tuesday. Love Bye. ya. Toodaloo. Bye.